comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. It's magic. We don't have to explain it. Welcome to episode 494 of Half Hour Wasted. It's 495, right? What did I say? 494? Yeah, you know, it was 494 plus one. Kind of a okay. kind of a rough beginning to the episode. Like, are we redoing last episode? Let's redo last episode. Make it better. Let's keep doing the same episode until we get it perfect. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect that anybody who listened to last episode is probably nodding in agreement right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Redo it. Give us a give us a better one. So, uh, Brad had something he wanted to bring to the table this episode. Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I found a website that uh, is called conversationsstartersworld.com. And <laughs> I did a little search and found a page that says uh, 250 conversation starters. And they have, uh, they have them grouped. I'm sorry, I'm just finishing up the last bit of a piece of fudge. Hang on one second. Oh my okay, god. There we go. Okay, now they've got 250 questions and they're grouped into different categories. TV, movies, books, music, apps, phones, sports, education, holiday seasons, goals, clothes, technology, travel, restaurants, and weird. So, we are going to just I'm going to ask you guys a question and we'll all briefly answer it. And if it leads to a enlightening conversation, great. If not, we'll move on to a new question. We'll just have fun. This is just a having fun type of thing. Check your brain at the door. Uh, basically, we're unprepared to record a second episode, so this is what we'll do. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to jump right to the weird conversation questions. And and direct it to us. So ask the question, and then either Bill or Frank. So we. Well, we're all going to answer this question. Yeah, but to get us started. Okay. Frank. If your mind were an island, what would it look like? My mind were an island. What would it look like? I would like to think, this is my opinion, is that it would be somewhere in the uh, northwest. It would be covered in trees and it would be cool. And uh, it would absorb the knowledge that blows off from the uh, mainland. And, and I would pick up what knowledge and cultures and stuff came through in, in, uh, in the branches of the trees on my island. Damn, son, you just gave me goosebumps. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure what I just heard. 
Bill, if your mind were an island, what would it look like? This is an easy one. Oh, this is absolutely an easy one. My mind uh, would look like Bikini Atoll. There's no doubt about that. Do I need to explain? No. I probably do. No. It is, well, it's a conversation, so I think it, it's good to, you know, not just make the statement, but then kind of explain your statement. Okay. Well, uh, Bikini Atoll, um, uh, the United States detonated 23 uh, nuclear devices between 46 and 1958 at seven test sites uh, on the reef, um, uh, yeah, um, beginning in uh, July 46, uh, right before my parents had me, or right before my parents were born. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, my, uh, um, my island, uh, is, uh, tests, uh, with dangerous levels of strontium 90. Um, but on the plus side, uh, uh, everything that lives there is a mutant. So it's basically like, uh, it's basically like Krakoa only not as lush, a little more post-apocalyptic. Okay. Basically, I'm I'm going to go with post-apocalyptic. Okay, that's what my island is going to look like. Um, mine, Brad. Mine, I could only liken to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is floating in the North Central <laughs> Pacific Ocean. There you go. There you um, go. It's basically just ocean trash that's gathered and coalesced into a a big mass floating. And I feel like I have so much junk in my mind that is stuff I can't get rid of. I'm holding on to things and then I collect things that I'm interested in. There are other things that are just random nonsense. I just feel like my mind is a huge jumble, very unorganized and that wastes a lot of space when it could be used for something important. That's what I feel like my mind is. Wow. That was very enlightening for all of us. I think Frank's winning this. Okay, Brad, this is going to be a good, good show. Okay. Um, Bill. So we are assigning points, right? No, we're just. Bill, what flavor of ice cream do you wish existed that does not? Oh my God! Wow. Um, uh, God, German chocolate exists. Thank goodness. I would say um, uh, now it probably exists somewhere, but uh, I could go for a nice Snickerdoodle ice cream. That would be tremendous. I believe it exists. Um, if you like thought in, I was going like to say in, Brussels sprouts, you're mad. I think Snickerdoodle exists in. Um, I believe I could yeah, be very like wrong, a, but there's like a Ben and Cherry flavor or something, right? Well, there's a there's an ice cream store Anne Marie's on um, on uh, the square in Denton that has an amazing okay. array of flavors, and I believe I believe one of them is Snickerdoodle. Okay, uh, in that case. Uh, um, if I have to get a little bit further off the uh, beaten uh, path, then uh, I want my ice cream to taste to have the sweet taste of victory. Oh, I would eat. I would <laughs> yeah. eat a scoop of victory every day. Yeah, I would. I would love some of that. That'd help a lot. Um. Okay. Next question, Frank. If you had a personal mascot, what would your mascot be? Oh, thank you. You know, I would, um, I'm such a fan of dogs and what they represent. So it would definitely be some type of canine and the canine I would want to be, uh, not a breed, but a mutt, something that is just a collection of things because I, again, 
you know, our, our experiences are, are made up of what we are around and, 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 you know, it's not just one thing, it's many things. And so it's kind of, that would represent like a mashup of cultures and a mass up of mashup of knowledge and stuff like that. So it'd be a, some type of mutt dog. And, uh, that would be my personal mascot. That would be my familiar. Nice. We just, we're, um, we're closing in on the end of, um, his dark materials. The first season on, uh, HBO, uh, knee HBO max, um, and, uh, that's one of those books that I, uh, uh, that I read Zoe, but we never got into the second, third books. Uh, uh good stuff in, in those books. Um, they live in a parallel, uh, a world parallel to ours. And, uh, in that parallel world, they have basically what are familiars. Uh, they're called demons spelled D A E M O N demon. Um, but they are, um, they're animals, uh, that are half of a person's soul. And, um, yeah, I, I think about that uh, quite a bit. Um, cause people's, um, uh, some people's demons are monkeys, some are uh, birds, some are tigers. Uh, uh, they always start out little. When you're a kid, your, your demon is like, a, uh, is like a ferret or uh, you know something like that. Um, so I think uh, my little kid, uh, my little kid mascot, um, if we can change, would probably be uh, my spirit animal, the red squirrel. But uh, at full size, uh, I would uh, like my mascot to be an otter uh, because otters are freaking awesome. Uh, they play and they're savage and uh, they swim around a lot and they have useful little hands and uh, they're smart and uh, they're awesome. So uh, um, give me the otter. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my personal mascot would have to be a box of Kleenex for two reasons. <laughs> Okay. For All two right. reasons. One of the which is what I'm always doing. I'm always I'm always sniffing. You know, I've got allergies. And the other was that I'm always crying. I am always crying, whether it be from joy, happiness, sadness, depression. I'm always crying. I can watch a TV show and see something amazing happen in, in a tear will form, you know, I'll start welling up because I'm so happy for that character or whatever. I can read something in a book that'll remain, remind me of a, a pleasant childhood memory and I'll cry at that. Um, I'll watch a dog, a scruffy looking, obviously uncared for animal, dog, cat, even a cat. Yes. Walking along the <laughs> road, looking like, it doesn't have a place to live. It just looks like, for lack of a better way to describe it, a homeless animal. And that'll make me sad and I'll tear up. So, box of Kleenex. Because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's why you're uh, always wearing a long sleeve shirt. Yes. Very or, or, or you never wear muscle shirts. Brad, I don't think I've ever seen you wear a muscle shirt. Well, if you had toothpicks for arms, you wouldn't either. <laughs> All right. Oh, I really, I really want to hear this question. You got to do. Uh, got to start doing upper body day. Yeah. Uh, Bill, this one we're just jumping right to you for this one. Oh, jeez. Time freezes for everyone but you for one day. What do you do? Oh my God! You're walking around in the 24 hour period and nothing's moving. Time has frozen stiff except for you. 
I'm going to go uh, Quicksilver. I'm going to go around to uh, crime scenes, and I'm going to I'm going to move bullets, so like fly over people's heads. Nice. Like Quicksilver. Nice. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself a freaking fortune. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, the world still works. People are just are suspended within it because uh, I'm hoping you can like I, I could still like go to the bank and open the vault and uh, you know walk out with a nice uh, nice satchel full of doubloons or something. I think it'd be awesome. Frank, how about you? Uh, I would. Uh... You know, uh, automatically, the first thing I think, uh, the first thing that popped in my head was I want to get in a car and just drive everywhere real fast, like in a video game, <laughs> you know, but, but that's a lot of collateral damage, right? But it just like, it seems like, but, you know, plus I could still get hurt, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Time hasn't uh, frozen for you. You're vulnerable. Yeah. It's not like you have uh, God powers, just, just that time has stopped for everybody but you. Goodness gracious! Uh, You say that, and uh, I can't think of anything because it's you know other than than play pranks on people. You know, uh, kind of like what Bill said. Maybe, maybe, maybe not move bullets, but like you know, move people to where they shouldn't be, or uh, you know, put people on top of buildings and and stuff like that. Uh, Just just for the big big joke of it. uh, but uh, you know, I think practical jokes mostly because you know, if, if I were to, if I were, for me, if I were to steal a lot of money, I would feel so guilty about that. <laughs> I would just like, like I was just like, I can't do that. You know, but maybe, uh, maybe I would, I, I would go to the grocery store and get some really nice cuts of steak or something, and just kind of like, yeah, one or two steaks isn't that bad. I'll just take these. And, I think that's what I might do is I might go to stores and like pants everybody on like odd numbered aisles. <laughs> yeah, you know? pants everybody. It's like half the people in the store all of a sudden, you know, the time time you know unfreezes, and you know, every you know half the people's pants are around their ankles, and they spend the rest of their lives Dallas, wondering Texas what happened. Pants. <laughs> this just in just some embarrassing fun nothing uh nothing nefarious you know uh yeah you know i i would i would definitely want to have do something funny yeah yeah maybe some small practical jokes and something and and or 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 maybe uh uh some graffiti that would be impossible to do uh uh you'd have 24 hours to do it yeah, I mean, may, you know, maybe maybe paint fart on on a big building uh, in Dallas, you know, and and so you know, it's just like the Omni Hotel has fart on it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think a fun thing to do. See, it, 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 people would have to know exactly where you are as time stopped, you know. So if if I was like on the phone with you know a friend or whatever, and you know, so the friend knew that I was speaking to them from you know my house in in Texas or whatever, and then you know if uh, if time stopped and I could like go drive to Denver or whatever, and then you know like ring the doorbell the second time starts up again and i'm like still on the phone or whatever and he's like dude it's like a 15 hour drive how'd you get here and i'd be like i don't know nobody knows could be nasa Uh, by the way it's pouring down rain right now where i live oh nice bill hey brad what did you uh uh what's yours well first thing i would do is i'd take all my clothes off (laughs) okay yes all right now if it's sunny 
I would go outside and lay down in the sun for a while. If it's or raining season. like it is right now, yeah. yes, I can only assume the rain drops have stopped and they're frozen in midair. I would just run in a straight line and make a brad-shaped tunnel through all of the raindrops. Awesome. <laughs> it's so Scooby-Doo of you. I love that. I love that idea a lot. Then, no, no, no. First, I'd take my pants off, my clothes off. Okay. Then I'd grab a beer. Then, I, if it was sunny, I'd go lay in the okay. sun. If it was okay. raining, I'd make a brad-shaped tunnel in the rain. Then yeah. I would get in my car, and I would visit two people. And I'd walk right up to them, and I would tell them to their face what I've always wanted to tell them. <laughs> Two different specific people in my life. I would go to them and I would say very specific things as a way of just getting it off my chest. Then I would get back in my car, and I would go back home, and I'd be very tempted to do what Bill said, which would be pants a bunch of people that would be that would be pretty awesome that would be pretty good yeah the thing is it's got to be when when time resumes like everybody's looking at everybody else and all of a sudden everybody comes to the realization that why are why half of us have our pants on the floor why is that you sold me bill i'd go to the mall i'd pull as many (laughs) pairs of pants down as i could and i'd i'd cop a seat right there in the food court Yes. And my 24-hour yes. timer would end, and I would just watch the fun. Yes. That's what I would do. Yes. Oh, I like that question. That's a great question. You don't want to do, you don't want to do it to old people because you don't want them like breaking their hips and stuff when they fall. Okay, let me look. Uh, Is there one about romance? Ask us a question about romance. Frank, uh, there's something I've always wanted to say to you. <laughs> Okay, here's one, and you maybe you could do this, Frank. You have to relive one day of your life forever. Oh, like no. Groundhog Day, like Groundhog Day. Which day is it going to be? You oh, have to live this day gracious. over and over. There's no way out. Infinite loop, but you can do whatever you want on each day, just like Groundhog Day. But it's the one day that you have to live over. You know, even even in uh, that movie Groundhog Day. He had the same environment, the same things were happening around him, but he did what he wanted. He did different things every day. But if there was, so you could too. So what day would it be that you'd have to, if you could choose one to relive forever and ever, what would it be? So, uh, you know, uh, so the two sides of it, you could go to a very memorable, something that was very important to you, uh, you know, like a first kiss from someone you really liked. That would be fun. But then if it's, you're going to live it forever, I get pretty kind of old. It would lose its magic. And that first kiss would not have as much meaning as it did. So then you want to go the other route. It goes, well, if I can relive it, maybe I want to go to a non-eventful day. And then I make that my, I make that my, uh, uh, my day where I could do wherever I want. Right now, I think I'm going to lean to something that was non-eventful because, Hey, I have to live it every day. So I'm going to find something new to do every day. So, not a specific day, but a day where not much happened, is my answer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, I 
I see the logic of that. Um, man, that's a great question. Because, uh, and when I say great question, obviously that means it's a tough question. Um, I'm probably choosing a day. I don't have a random. I don't have a specific date, but uh, I would probably choose a day that uh, the kids and I are out at Six Flags or something. There are a few nice days out at Six Flags. Usually, it's 114 degrees and humid. Um, but I would pick a, a nice day at Six Flags uh, with the kiddos. And uh, um, that'd be pretty awesome because we could ride every ride. And, and, of course, this is under the assumption that no matter what you do, I mean, whether whether you spend the day, you know, counting a, a Scrooge McDuck pile of money or swimming around in a, in a pool, you know, filled with gold coins, like that could actually happen. Um, no matter what you're doing, you know, whether you're, you're – having a you know you got all a's in school or you got your first job or no matter what you did it would become tiresome and and uh agonizing at some point so i think the game is to uh pick something with some variety that you could you could forestall the uh uh the the drudgery of it happening every single day um you know for as long as possible but i'm guessing you know i could be wrong i honestly I never really thought about it until the way Frank described it. You know, if there was one event that happened on a certain day, like the very first time I went to to see Paisley Park, where Prince, you know, worked and lived, that was amazing. And that's why I went back the next year, one year later. But even that, I think if I had to do that every day, eventually, I'd get tired of it. You know? Even something that meant so much as that. So... I guess what I would say is I'd I'd pick a a day somewhere in that forty five day self quarantine that I had where I did nothing but sit on the couch all day, and I would use that time to every day do do, do something different. I mean, I guess it has to be as simple as that for me because other than that, I would just literally go mad. Yeah, and it, that's probably a cop out answer, but it it also makes my brain boil when I try to think of this question to begin with. So, yeah, uh, it, yeah with, with me, yeah, you know, you think about the, those very special magical moments that, especially when they live in your brain and they're part of your memory, you know, I keep going back to like a first kiss. That's always like an exciting moment and it's fun to, to, to think about it and stuff, but to relive it, I, I think after about the, you know, the the 10th time it would just be like, all right, let's get this over with. Cause then I want to go somewhere, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, uh, you, you know, we, I got 20 eons of, of having to do this. So, uh, let's just kind of get this over with uh, so I can, you know, go yeah. do something new. Um, we're going to give this to bill. This is going to be difficult for bill, but Bill's going to follow the, follow the rules. What, this is going to be like a three-word answer, right? In one sentence. Oh, God. Oh, this already. How would you sum up the internet? In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Here we go. Are you Googling something right now? Because remember, your video is frozen on my end. <laughs> no, I can't look, see what you're okay, doing. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, my hands are in the camera frame. I'm not yeah. doing a thing with it. I can okay. uh, I'm, okay. I'm thinking. And right. uh, what I'm thinking is this sentence. 
how many zombies would rob zombie rob if rob zombie could rob zombies fair enough all right that's good that that's really that, probably uh, what the majority <laughs> of the internet's good for that's how useful the internet is and that's how much uh that's how much the internet has enriched our lives is that uh that i think is the is peak internet right there so enjoy it okay uh i i had time to think about it so i would say uh it was the best of tools it was the worst of tools wow that's it's very classic <laughs> yeah well, along those same lines, and my very first thought was it's the best thing and the worst thing to ever happen to humankind. Yeah. So, um, oh, here's a good one. This is a good one. We're going right to Frank with this one. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <laughs> okay, let me think about this. Uh, uh, chickens like this, we need roosters. I'm gonna say 500. I think 500, 500 would, be a, would be enough to. And I'm thinking, you say chickens, but what, I'm thinking like ankles to death or something. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, if you had that many chickens and you were able to train them, obviously there's time to train. They could, they would be able to swarm an elephant and like and, like, like the zombies in World War Z were all climbing above each other to get to the top of yes. that wall. Yes, yes, of course. Now the <laughs> elephant. Now chickens are have fragile bones and stuff like that. So a chicken, uh, uh, an elephant would be able to knock them off pretty fast. So you have to swarm it. So minimum number five hundred. Now my my answer is is uh, it feels very gruesome. Um, I think the only way that chickens, uh, I, I don't think that, that there's any amount of chickens that could swarm a, uh, a, a an elephant and uh, actually take it down, as it were. I think what you have to do is you have to put the elephant into some kind of closed environment, uh, like maybe a um, uh, like maybe a grain silo. Then you have to fill it. You have to pack it so tightly with chickens that the elephant would um would suffocate i guess the only way i think you could have millions of chickens and the elephant would just like just kind of step around going well this is annoying and i have to like pick my my feet up every single time i take a step this is really annoying this is i don't know whose idea of paradise this was but they were wrong i don't know why an elephant would enjoy stepping on chickens anyway so maybe that's a maybe, maybe i shouldn't have ended my sentence there there, there, uh, uh, there used to be this series of videos. Someone had created this, uh, uh, this system, uh, some type of AI software, where they would do like ten thousand Santas versus uh, five thousand reindeers, and they nice. would program them to fight. And yes. uh, and it just goes on and on and on. And he's done things like chickens versus rabbits and stuff like that. And. Uh, 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 they used to be on YouTube. I did a quick search. I couldn't find them anymore, but uh, those I always kind of enjoy. <laughs> this needs to be uh, some kind of a uh, some kind of a spreadsheet like program where you can plug in your variables and and let it uh, let it let it create through the magic of CGI. You yeah. know, your uh, your battle royale. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't have a clever answer to this. It could be <laughs> it could be five hundred. It could be fifteen if they know what they're doing or trained or so. You mean like if they're like ninja chickens? Oh, yeah, or ninja something? chickens. Like they're yeah. assassin chickens, right? Now, if but, but but what a sad task it would be for the person who kind of like, hey, I'm going to hire you. I want you to make these 500 chickens fight in right. unison. So yeah. I'll be back in a year. 
Here's okay, some now, money. Figure it this out. Is, this is fighting roosters with like the the the, the blade spurs, you know, on and That's stuff. What I was thinking it's a lot less. It's a lot less than than however many it would take to pack a grain silo uh, to the point where an elephant couldn't breathe. Um, where did that one question go? Oh, it was a this good is one. a good segment, Brad. I like this a lot. What would be the worst buy one get one free sale of all time? <laughs> Here I'll go. Uh, uh, buy one coronavirus, get the second one free. Nice, nice. I was going to say enemas, but uh, yeah, I think coronavirus uh, for the win there. I don't know. Buy one enema, get one free is pretty bad. <laughs> well, I get the bet. Like, if but- you're constipated, baby. <laughs> Like, but, but I don't even want one of them, and now you're signing me up for a pair. It's not awesome. <laughs> um, buy buy one bone spur, get one free. You can't buy a bone spur. Bone spurs are the buy worst. A kidney stone. Yeah, yeah, buy one exactly. kidney stone, get yeah. one free. There you go. That's exactly true. I could speak to that. I can speak to that. Uh, what is the funniest name you have actually heard used in the real world? Oh, I'll go first. Okay. Richard Knobloch. Whoa. K-N-O-B-L-O-C-K. Richard Knobloch. K-N-O-B-L-O-C-K. That name tickles me to death. So this isn't, uh, this, I never heard this in the real world, but I do use this occasionally when it comes up. Uh uh, there was an episode of The Simpsons, again, let me reference The Simpsons, where uh, uh, Moe, the bartender, changes his look, and uh, someone calls him a phony, and and he goes, hey, no one calls Moe McCool a phony. Moe McCool? <laughs> so, occasionally I, so occasionally I will go, hey, no one calls Frank McCool a phony. Uh as for the fakest real name, Brad, uh, I there was a foot doctor in Dallas called Richard Wine Wiener, uh, which I always thought was kind of funny. Little Dick Wiener. Yeah. Bill. I, I I'm trying to figure out how to keep us family friendly. Um, all, all I can think of is the uh, the the race. This can't be possible. But why would you change your name to this? Uh, um, the uh, the all-time race car driver, uh, right, driving great. Um, uh, he uses the the nickname, the colloquialism, but I will not. I will use his full name, Richard Trickle. So do your own. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a true own, one. That's a pretty you know. good one too. I don't get that. Why? You know, basically anybody whose name is Richard and they uh, they use the um, they use the nickname that that sounds like you know somebody's junk I, i've never understood that why why would you do that to yourself uh i i guess uh uh uh, bo- uh the, the parents did it if the boy called sue uh situation or uh maybe uh, or or you just uh, or you just decide you know what i'm gonna embrace this uh, uh this is my name so i mean richard pole uh, pitching coach uh, Richard Beam, uh, another pitching coach, uh, well, all using the uh, the colloquialism. The three of us used to That's work amazing. with a with a guy named Rod Peters. Remember Rod <laughs> Peters? He was a he was yes. a great guy. Liked Rod, and his real name was Rod <laughs> Peters. <laughs> That's um, why you got to go with Rick. 
Everybody, okay. uh, uh, go with Rick. Let's do uh, let's do one more question, and our time's just about up. We'll end with we'll end with this one, and we'll start with uh, we'll start with Frank. The world has become infested with rabid dogs with the intelligence of a five year old. Where do you hole up to survive the apocalypse? Oh my goodness gracious! The world has become infested with rabid dogs with the intelligence of a five year old kid. Where do you hole up to survive the apocalypse? A veterinarian's office. Dogs hate vets. Safest place to be. I'm going to go with uh, Fiji or Bora Bora because uh, my <laughs> assumption is that I'm I'm hundreds or thousands of miles away from uh, any other uh, large land body. And um, even if I have to spend the first uh, few days, weeks, months, or years uh, ridding the island of the dog menace, at some point I would conquer them and uh, then I'd have a, a tropical island paradise. Uh, and all I would have to worry about is the occasional foray as uh, some, uh, some dog somehow dog paddles uh, all the way out there. <laughs> it would happen occasionally, but uh, I'd like to think I'd be prepared for it. Um, I would take I would take dog safe uh, uh, precautions. I'd find like the the milk bone dog the do, uh, the milk bone factory. You know where they milk the right. milk bones. Oh yeah. That way I could feed them and they'd know that I was uh, their friend, and they wouldn't attack me. I, I suppose until the inventory of milk bones runs out, <laughs> then I'm a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like you've got to keep making the milk bones. Yeah. Yep. I think See, that's what you should be, do. be the only way you could. What you should do is you need to find an island that has a milk bone factor in it that is also a tropical island paradise. There you go. And then you you rid the dog you rid the island of the dog menace, and then any dogs that do happen to uh, to hop on, you're you're hoping that they're not smart enough to like you know psychically project the fact that hey, this dude over here, you need to come check him out because dude's got a milk bone factory. And then that would draw other, you know, like uh, like flies or ants to a picnic. You, you don't want yeah. that to happen. Because that's one thing. Your, your milk bone uh, factory may well have the intended effect of causing more dogs to hang out, like, right there at the front gates waiting. What have I done? I made it worse. For new milk bones. It'll be like World War Z. They'll they'll pile their body they'll they'll pile their dog bodies up at the uh, the gate and then they'll they'll walk over each other to get in, and then you know, and then you have to have the milk bones ready, or one, it's trouble. One more and and this is the last one. A portal to another world opens in front of you. You don't know how long it will stay open, or if you'll be able to get back after you go through. What do you do? <sighs> you. You don't know how long it's going to stay open. It could be it could shut in five seconds. Let's let's change this question. Let's say a portal to another world opens in front of you, and deep down, some voice, some feeling says, "I need to make a decision in the next five seconds. Do I jump through this or not? What do you do?" Uh, 
Rationally, uh, I would admire it from afar. Uh, not knowing what's on the other side of that portal, uh, it's just like uh, I mean, it, it could be uh, it could be a Candyland, it could be Star Wars, the real Star Wars world it could be a place where everyone had spaceships, but it could also be a, a world where uh, rabid dogs with the intelligence <laughs> of a five year old good point. Uh, Thank you. So uh, you know, I would look from afar and just kind of go, "That is super cool. I'm staying here." I would do the same thing. The only <laughs> the only way I would go through is if I could tell when it opened, and that's not in the parameters of this question. But the only way I would mm-hmm. go through is if I could tell in through it that it would bring me into what we know as the Star Trek universe. Then I would go without hesitation. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm at heart. I'm I'm a I'm a real chicken. You know, I'm basically like Shaggy. You know. Um, uh, my extensive adventure would not overweigh the thought that uh, I'll never see my kids again. So uh, I'm out. Now, uh, again, we've talked about this before, but uh, the best superpower is the ability to create a space-time rip, you know, like Blink from the X-Men. Um, not like Nightcrawler, not like a teleporter, but someone who can open a portal and step through it. That's the number one superpower. And so if you were convinced that you could get back, um, then yeah. But uh, if I'm not convinced... Man, I don't care if there's like, you know, if there's a, a sack of gold doubloons waiting just on the other side. I'm not doing it. All that sack of gold doubloons could have been left for me by me in a, in a universe where time stopped for 24 hours. But if it was you, you would think you would uh, have the forethought to know now what would make me go over here for sure. Right. So you have to think about that. Okay, one last question. And this is <laughs> this is a final question. This okay, literally this is, is cool. because this, this type of episode I think would be fun to do, and I have found so many questions on these websites that that would lead to more episodes like what we're doing here. So this is the final question, because I'm starting to have to use the restroom. This is the final question. What <laughs> old person thing, things, what old person things do you do now as a 51, 52-year-old? I'll go first. I make a lot of noise when I stand up and sit down. Can you can you give us an example? <laughs> oh, for sure. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Was, I started making the old first man. one was a stand up. The second one was a sit down. Honest to goodness, I I make noises a lot when I stand and sit. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing it up for because you know I've, I haven't had back surgery in years, but my back is still weak. And so I feel it every time I stand up and sit down. Oh, man. I, uh, I'm i with you. I, I definitely make old man noises all the time. Uh, so I get it. Um, I'm not uh, – I think my prostate is – my prostate, excuse me, is fine. Um, but, yes, I do think it's annoying that, uh, you know, you hit about 40 and it's like, well, there's some nights where you sleep all the way through the night. And there are other nights like last night where you get up like 14 times to, to go and make water. It's like why? Why is this happening? Well, why am I doing this again? You, you know, you kind of you, you, your 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 eyelids are heavy, and you're just barely you know you just you're kind of feeling your way to the bathroom, and uh, 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 it's blown out. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying. No, it's all good. I was just saying that was the last question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I worry about the future too. That's uh, that that's an old man thing. I don't know that that's old man, man. I think that's my my um 
My 21-year-old daughter, that's what she does most of the time. Oh, sure, sure. Thing. It's very stressful right now. Yeah, sure. Tell her to tell tell her to stay off twenty uh, four hour news networks. And that's no slight to her because she may listen no. to this episode, no, Allison. If you heard me say that, that was no slight to you whatsoever. I'm just saying no, this is worrying about the future is something that everybody does. It it it's something that somebody who's got it together in their head does. I know a lot it's of people. A it's yeah. it's what. It's a rational thing to do, unfortunately. Oh, of course. If you're not worrying about your future, then you need to reevaluate your priorities in life. Uh, the, so, present time. Uh, I guess the, I have two answers, but one of them was kind of Corona-inspired uh, in that uh, I will go to my front patio and just sit and watch the cars drive by and, you know, wave at cars. I mean that's an old person to do thing to do, but yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Frank, bro. you you win, you yeah. win, buddy. Well, I, the, uh... the 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 other thing I the other thing I do. Um, uh, you do finger pistols out of hey, all right? You do. You know, it kind of depends, you know. It's just like hey, hey, youngster, what's up? <laughs> and you know, it, it's a it's a thirty nine year old woman and goes hey. <laughs> She goes, uh, I've got a boyfriend. Thank <laughs> you. You're like, I was just saying hi. Jeez. Oh, you know what happened to me the other day? The what? Day. Uh, so I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, I went to the farmer's market and uh, I was complaining about how hard it is to flirt with a mask on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in all legitimate, there, there was this vendor. She was super cute and nice. I wanted to talk to her. That's where my frustration is. Just like I was trying to talk to her, but I couldn't. So I went the next weekend, and I go, I'm going to do a better job. Plus, I have my dog with me. This will work great. So I went up to that vendor. We talked a little bit. She remembered me. She goes, hey, you were here last week. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And so, you know, I start asking her how she's holding up and stuff like that. And I guess she figured out what was going on, and I appreciate this so much. She goes, well, my husband and I, she wasn't wearing a ring, by the way, oh, when I asked yeah, her yeah, okay. So I was just like, oh, thank you for, for uh, being able to read the room and uh, appreciate <laughs> And appreciate uh, just just you like hey okay here's the situation and uh, and I was just like thank you so much for for just uh, doing it the way you did not being not being like I have a husband it was just like you know just casually threw it out there I casually heard it that's awesome and yeah then I didn't to... have to buy then I didn't have to buy another bottle of olive oil from her. there you go. I've already got eight bottles of olive oil. Now I, I feel you. I had a, uh, I had a, a kind of a, a, a lunch, uh, whatever. What's between lunch and dinner? Is that liner? Um, but I kind of had a, a liner, uh, uh, what I thought might be a date with, uh, with some, some nice lady, um, about five, six years ago. And about halfway through it, um, uh, she starts talking about her husband. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, then we're just having lunch. <laughs> That was my internal monologue. I didn't actually say it out loud, but uh, I was like, all right, well, there you go then. Um, fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm not mad at the universe or anything, but uh, I'm glad uh, I am glad I got corrected before it uh, went any further than that. All right. Well, guys, that's it for episode 495. I got it right this time, Brad. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing for next week, but I guarantee you it will be wasting your time. So until no, next time. 
Uh, see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Oh, that lady's name was uh, Melania Trump, by the way. I had no idea. <laughs> 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 <laughs>